and welcome to the new show, the hot new show on uh, the Superfun Network. Uh, I believe we're going to call this thing Attack of the Sports or Attack of Sports. I thought it was Oski and Mitch. Or, or, or Attack of the Sports hosted by Oski and Mitch. Yeah. There we go. I'm Mitch. And I'm Oski. <laughs> Asshole made me Austin. <laughs> I just realized what you did. There's nothing wrong with being the Starsky, and I'm Hutch. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Anyways, this is the the sports talk show of the modern era. Not hosted by a bunch of fifty year olds. 40-year-olds, maybe some 30-year-olds. Not hosted by people who've played in the sports, but hosted by two guys who just watch the sports. Yeah. Hosted by the armchair coaches. Yeah! <laughs> armchair quarterbacks. <laughs> we know we know how to fix these teams. All and, of them, actually. And the fact that they don't listen to us is, well, their fucking fault. It's all their fault. And they should fire everyone. <laughs> and should just bring us on. Yeah, we know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. Listen, the fact that Arizona has a, uh, like, the Coyotes have a fucking GM who's, like, only a couple years older than us, fucks me up bad. Ooh. <laughs> See, we have two years, Ryan, to become GMs. <laughs> we, we got two years to become GM. We gotta become Ant... We gotta go to. We gotta finish college real fast. <laughs> just we're skipping the whole like process. We're we're just going right to the top of the line. We're not even. We're not like starting at like say we're not even starting like uh, just a trainer and then working our way up to like coordinator. No no no. No we're no, no We're, we're jumping GM. all the way there. We're front office baby. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so before we kick this baby off I got a couple questions for you this is because we're normal sports fans so we'll try to be as non-biased as possible but our biases (laughs) will show so let's get this out of the way I'm just going to name off some leagues you tell me your favorite team Okay. NHL Calgary Flames NFL New England Patriots NBA ooh this is a tough one NBA is a tough one for me because I don't watch a lot of it, but when I do, um, I want to say the Raptors, but I really don't. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've always kind of followed them, but like I was always more of a Spurs guy. That's where I'm landing too. Yeah, there we go. There we go. It's actually caused a big rift between me and my aunt because my aunt is a Celtics fan and she hates anyone who's not a Celtics <laughs> fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, MLB. Uh, oh, that's easy. Blue Jays. Uh, soccer? Depends on, uh, what are we talking here? Because soccer has many... There's a lot of leagues, so I guess, like, are you more of a Premier League guy? Bundesliga? Uh, La Laga, MLS. I'm mostly, if I'm going to watch soccer, will watch the Premier League. And 
I don't really know who I cheer for. I kind of just cheer for... Who's ever playing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, if we're talking World Cup, more like, then I'm definitely more of a... Uh, Spain. We got a Spanish flag I can hang up at some point. But last year, I definitely was on England's side. I, yeah. I wanted England to take home the cup. Yeah. They need a win. Yeah, they, they could have <laughs> used one. They need a win so bad right now. Brexit's has gone to shit, but at least we won a World Cup. <laughs> yeah, that was actually my next question was international soccer. Because that's always a big deal for everyone. Uh, is there any... I guess anything else? Any other sports you watch? When I'm bored, I uh, watch golf. So, <laughs> But when it comes to golf, I'm kind of... I don't know how many people are on this bandwagon, but I'm on the... Oh, what's the name? Tiger Woods. Tiger? Yeah, I'm on the Tiger Woods bandwagon again because he came back and he started. He actually started doing good again, and I'm rooting for the comeback story. Look, the guy just. The guy was just. Okay, I can't justify what he. Like, his actions compared to some people's are. Like, he just. (laughs) It's, It's not the worst. No. He just cheated on his wife a bunch of times. A, a lot. But, uh... And he lost everything, but now he's kind of gaining it back. He's, he's, he's kind of gaining he's, some he's ground He's gaining the run back. And I got it. I'm I'm a sucker for, you know... The comeback story. Yeah. 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 And I guess boxing I also watch. And boxing, it really just depends on the match, who I'm rooting for. Like, I root for Conor McGregor because of the character. So, for like UFC yeah, or UFC, your I mean, McGregor that's guy. What I mean. And yeah. if I were to go for boxing, it's... Oh, it's all in the matchup, yeah. Yeah, it's barely just based... It's really just based on matchup. And it's the same with WWE and all that. Like, wrestling and boxing and UFC and all that. It's definitely just who's fighting. Because like if Connor's fighting, then there's a good chance I'm going to watch the match. Because it's always an interesting match. He's great at selling it. Yeah, and that's what I like. It's he's the asshole that you want to root. You want him to win. Um, boxing, I use like it's. I find it kind of difficult to be in like the Floyd Mayweather camp, just because it, you get tired of winning. <laughs> that's honestly it. Yeah, I, like he's at fifty now. Yeah, I watched something recently. I don't know if you saw this, but Conor McGregor did something in some part of Asia where he fought this rookie fighter because the rookie fighter called him out. And Conor McGregor basically went and danced around the ring, swung at him a few times, knocked the guy out. It was no, that was Floyd. Th- Floyd did that. Yeah, Floyd. That's who I was talking about. But, like, he danced around the ring, um, was like, eh, this is... He, like, didn't take this seriously at all. He danced around the ring, swung a few punches, knocked the guy out, and left in the first round and made... Made how who knows how much money? A lot of money, probably. Just to go over and basically fuck around for five minutes. Like the guy probably got a bigger workout doing training than it oh, is yeah. for that. That's not even training for him. That's a light work day. That's yeah. road work for him. 
Like, it didn't even seem like it was worth him getting out of bed. It's like, yeah, I'm a win. I'm a win today. Like, I don't even know if that counted on his scores. <laughs> like, how many wins he has. Because you can't really count that, can you? Because, like... Uh, I, I want to say... I, I want to say that was more like a sparring match. But, it, like, let's see. Like, I want to say it was a sparring match, too. Because you can't really call that a win for him. Because it wasn't even... For me, the wins have to be where you put in effort, and he put in no effort to that fight. Uh, see so your match record. Yeah, it was. No, he's he's still fifty and out. Yeah, it was Mayweather versus Tension, mm. and the reason one of the reasons I knew about this fight was because of Aussie Man reviews. Yeah, which is where I go for all my boxing recap, boxing and UFC recaps because he's fantastic for them. But when you look at just the difference between the two guys... You're 9 million for that fight. <laughs> of course he fucking did. But when you look at the difference between... Scam legend. When you look at the Floyd. difference between uh, Tension and Floyd Mayweather... Like, just look at how they're both looking at this fight. Like, he doesn't even care. And like, this guy's and like also, taking it seriously. And then there's Floyd who's just... Eh. <laughs> Oh man, that's ridiculous. Like, there's no care in it, and that's what I, and that's what kind of makes it so it's like, okay, Floyd's good because he can walk into a boxing match and not take it seriously. Absolute legend. See, but if Conor McGregor was to actually go the boxing route, he should have started with tension. (laughs) (laughs) Give himself a warm up round rather than going for the guy who's undefeated. He has a warm up match. (laughs) Because like. Well, then again, we everyone knows. Everyone who walked into that fight knew that they did it just for the money. Yeah, that wasn't that was for the that money and the real. publicity. Yeah, because we all knew who was walking away for that fight. We wanted to say McGregor. We wanted to say McGregor. Like they hyped up, like oh, McGregor's going to do this. McGregor, he's, he's got this. he's got the knockout punch. Yeah, he's got this. And then Floyd dummied it, and it was like, no, McGregor don't got this. I was like, a lot of people like to really. Get after Floyd, Floyd, calling him like a coward and all that. Like he's a def- he's a defensive boxer. Like this is why he's fifty and zero because with like twenty seven knockouts. Because he's like, I don't, I don't need to knock you out. I can win on points all day. He's a fucking. The last time he lost was when we were born. Yeah, and like, because <laughs> everyone looks to the one fight, the uh, Mayweather and Pacquiao fight, for like the reasons like oh. Mayweather's a bitch yeah. compared to Pacquiao. And I will give Pacquiao this. He put up a really good fight. But it's just Mayweather knows what he's doing when it comes to I know how to run up my points. So I win by points. I'm not, I'm not going to win by a knockout, but I can win by points. Because if I, he goes in at Pacquiao, mm-hmm. if he actually tried to go in for the knockout, oh, yeah, he no. would have lost. Pacquiao would have knocked his ass out. <laughs> And everyone knew that, and that's why Floyd was dancing around the arena and taking his punches when he could. He's a tap tactical fighter, to put it bestly. Yeah. And I think that's it for sports I really am into. Like, I don't really watch NASCAR or anything like that because that's really just people going around in a fucking circle. 
Like, maybe I'll watch the last five laps. Yeah, just to see who wins, but I'm not going to watch the whole damn thing. It's a whole, it's a whole day event. <laughs> like, I'll put it on in the... Like, say there's people over... It's an easy thing to put on the background because it's just something that you know is going to It's motion. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's basically for. It's for so people will talk to each other rather than watching fucking NASCAR. It's like, They'll I'm, acknowledge, oh, hey, it's uh, they, they made another left turn. Awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. Stuff like Formula One. It's a bit more exciting because they turn right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's more exciting also because, yeah, you could die in a... NASCAR, but you could really die could in Formula really. One. <laughs> like those yeah. guardrails are not nice. And yeah, so that's why that's who I would go for. Like I would, I've watched Formula One like a couple times, but not enough to be like I'm a Formula One's fan. Yeah. All right, you want to throw those back at me then? Yeah. All right. What, uh, so hockey. Uh, Canucks. Yeah. yeah awkward. <laughs> uh, NFL. Uh, Seahawks. Awkward. Yeah, well, not as awkward. Different, different divisions. But I'll also ask you the question that you didn't ask. CFL. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Well, same as what you would probably answer. Riders. Riders. Go Riders. Which is actually something we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, we'll be talking about the Riders. Um, MLB. Uh, Jays. Nice. Blue Jays. Uh, da, da, NBA. Uh, Spurs. Spurs or Raptors. Raptors are, I feel bad to say this, but Raptors if they're doing good. <laughs> well, they've been doing good the last, it's been, it's actually been a while since they've been bad. Yeah. It's weird. Like, it's Raptors, weird saying that. Raptors when they're doing good is like, okay, I'll watch this, but Raptors when they're doing bad, ugh. Like, I remember the Chris Bosh era where they were just absolute dog shit. Oh, yeah. They they used a first overall pick on Andrea Bargnani. Um, and who, who else was available that year? I can't remember for the life of me. Hold on. I can find this. 2006 draft. Who else was available? LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, Rajon Rondo. Well, I guess the Raptors came out alright because they ended up getting Kyle Lowry. Yeah. So. Actually, not a whole lot in that draft. Uh, um, watch golf at all? Every now and then. If I'm at like my grandpa's, I'll yeah. watch it. You gotta gather you would support for that. I always liked Phil Mickelson. Nah, yeah, that's a good Phil one. Was, Phil was always good. Soccer? Uh, MLS, I'm a fan of the Whitecaps. Uh, Premier League, uh, Manchester United. Yeah. International, also Spain. Unless Scotland ever gets in. But, uh... I haven't seen Scotland get in in a long time. I don't see that coming. Yeah, no. How about UFC, boxing, uh, WWE? Uh, UFC, I was always a big fan of... Uh... <sighs> Shit. Why, why am I forgetting... 
Uh, George St. Pierre. Yep. I was always a big fan of George St. Pierre. Uh, with boxing, uh, I like Tyson Fury. Yeah. The Gypsy King himself. He's fucking great. Uh, probably should have won that fat match against Deontay Wilder, but, uh, boxing can be a scam. Uh, <laughs> and WWE, which is totally a smart. Well, yeah, they're athletes. They, they do stunts. It's cool. Uh, right now, I'm a big fan of, uh, Finn Balor. Finn's pretty good. Uh, and I think that's more or less it. Yeah. Unless you watch professional, like, tennis or that. No, no, no. I, I can't. I catch the highlights. Yeah. Andy Murray's retiring. Poor guy. He was, like, the number four forever. Because he was against, like, three gods. You know, Serena Williams isn't that bad. She's pretty good. She's dominated the sport. Uh, So, I guess we should get in to some of the news. Yeah. I guess. So, this week, tomorrow, actually, is AFC and NFC Championship games. So, let's start off with the AFC Championship game. So it is your New England Patriots up against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. What are your thoughts overall? Well, I'm not going to disguise my bias. I want (laughs) Patriots to win because I love the look on your face whenever the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. (sighs) Because everyone gets... I know a lot of people are tired of seeing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Oh, really? You think? (laughs) I know people are tired of it, but I love it. It's so great. Like, no Patriot fan is ever going to be tired of seeing that. It's like, oh, no, we're in the Super Bowl again. Like, the only thing I'm guessing they're going to be tired of is all the money they have to spend on Super Bowl parties. Yeah, that's... Um, and well, this, also, time, this game is not at Foxborough this year. It is in Kansas City. Hmm. And it is going to be a fucking cold one down there. Oh, great. We're going we're gonna to get more memes of uh, Tom Brady in that big-ass jacket. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be in that Drake jacket. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my honest opinion of it is... While I want the Patriots to win, I know they're going up against a tough fight with um, the Chiefs because the Chiefs have been looking pretty good this year, and that's what worries me. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is almost like unanimous MVP this year. Yeah. Like, that's what worries me is who they're going up against. But I don't know. It's just going to be interesting to see who actually comes out of it. I want the Patriots to come out of it because I there's part of me that wants the Patriots to win enough that Brady's like, alright, I'm done. Because I want to like, see the after I want to see the aftershock of Brady leaving the Patriots. Like I, I was thinking about this last night and I was just like 
if this isn't it for Tom, like, regardless if he wins the Super Bowl or not this year, like, he's got to call it a career by now. Like, it's almost been 20 years. What's the, what's the record for longest uh, NFL career? Uh, that's probably an offensive lineman, so it's weird to see a quarterback go, like, 19 years. Yeah. Like, that's uh, what I'm thinking, like, longest quarterback record. Uh, could, could, this could just be Brady trying to wing out, like, the longest quarterback record. The man's broken so many fucking records already, he's like, I want that one. So, apparently the longest one was Steve DeBerg. God, it just won't tell me how long is... Fu- okay, I'm just gonna fucking look up Steve DeBerg. Why are you doing that? There is something that does unnerve me about tomorrow's game. Knowing that it's in Kansas City, is the Chiefs have had a really good home record this year. They've only lost one game at home, whereas um, the Patriots have not had a good away stance this year. Like the five games they lost this year came from away games. Mm. Like they've been really bad on the road, so that's what unnerves me. Is the Chiefs have done really good at home. Okay, so Steve DeBerg's, uh, he was drafted in 1977. Uh, so his first, uh, I believe his first career start was in 77. And his last, he had a, he first, I assume, retired in 93. And then came back one season in 98. That's almost four decades. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> no way Brady's getting that. No. No but, way. Um, no, I could see... How many Super Bowl rings does Brady have again? He has three at the start. And, like, beat the Seahawks, beat the Falcons. He's at five right now, I think, right? Five or six. Brady has five. Yeah. Brady has five Super Bowl rings in his 18-year career. That's not bad. I was laughing. It's like, I think he's going for the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> like, he, he needs, he to needs the sixth ring. And he, like, sits <laughs> on top. Yeah, like, the last ring's just a band that goes around. It's just... <laughs> just the whole... oh, he man. snaps his fingers and half the pa- half the Mannings go away. <laughs> <laughs> All that's left is Eli. <laughs> because Eli's his kryptonite. He came... <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh. Oh, that's that's strong. That's a good meme. I like that. So Brady's also what five and four in Super Bowls. He's got yep. the two losses to Eli, then a loss to then the loss to the Falcons. No, not the Falcons. No, he should have <laughs> oh. fucking lost that one. He did not lose they to the Falcons. Fucking blew it. 
God damn it. The Falcons choke so hard. Oh, that one that one hurt. That <laughs> shit hurted. Uh and I was even on the side of the Patriots are losing that one. I lost faith in them after that first that half. That first half they got smoked. Yeah, I know. But Bad. they came back. Like just like everything went right their way. That one. That fucking Edelman catch is something that should have never fucking happened. But it, there were three Falcons! And none of them knocked it down? You know how people say that, oh, um, they crawl back? No, the Patriots didn't crawl back. They ran back. They were on life support and they got... Yeah, they got like one clear and it was like... I'm alive! No, they lost to the Eagles. Yep. And I could have swore they won. They they lost another one. Hold on. Patriots. There we go. Give me AFC Championship numbers. Yeah, they lost that one. No, yeah, I think he's there five and four in the Super Bowl. Five and three. No? Yeah, five and three. Because they five have played in eight Super Bowls. Yeah. And they've lost two to and they, Yeah, they lost Manning. two previous a uh, long time ago. And then to the Falcons. And then to, I was about to say the Falcons, then to the Eagles. Yeah, because they also lost one to the Packers in the 90s and, and I think the Raiders in the 70s. That sounds yeah, right. but I think that was. Um, oh no, that wouldn't be. No, that was before Brady's time. Oh yeah, <laughs> before Brady, before the Brady years. Because Brady was so eighteen years. Brady Brady was two thousand one. Well, he was drafted in two thousand. Yeah, but then he he must have started in two thousand one. Then because I I think he's had eighteen years. Or is this gonna? It's like him and Adam Van Terry are like the only ones left from that draft. Jesus. Still playing. Jesus. Anyways. It does say something though to Brady that he's like, I will admit, he is getting a bit slower. Like there are some times when he gets hit down where he's slower to get up than he used to be. But cause even then he still doesn't look that old. Like he can still get to this point. AFC cha- even though I, I still find it fucking weird that the Patriots haven't had to play in a wild card game I in know. a while. The fact that it's like, somehow, especially this year, because it's like, the AFC East wasn't even that bad. Yeah. Like, they got some wins over Brady. Like, I remember that Dolphins game. That was, that was crazy at the end. Uh... And like they they lost five times, but somehow they didn't have to play in the uh, the wild card game. And it was said like Baltimore had to play in the wild card game against the wild card team. I think it's about points too. I think yeah, it's I that think whole it, points yeah. bullshit that no one really understands. It's like points for points against. But you know, I will say this though, because you got to think, um, Brady's only forty one, and like Drew Brees is forty. Yeah, I think he is. I got it right 40. here, and he is... Uh, 40? Yeah, he's 41. 40. Uh, not 40, he is 40. So, I don't know, I could probably see... Should be an old man Super Bowl. 
Or a young man, Super Bowl. I did not know Gronkowski is only 29 years old. He looks, he runs like he's 40. <laughs> he runs like he's 40. Oh, he's got to be done this year. I think so. Like, his knees are gone. Yeah. They're so gone. That dude's got the legs of a football player. <laughs> it's got the legs of my dad. <laughs> you wouldn't know it, though, because that man is still... Rob Gronkowski is what you look to when you compare CFL, uh, CFL to NFL for, like... <laughs> like, you, you remember those first few seasons of Gronk? How he was, like, almost unstoppable because he was bigger than everyone. He was more athletic. He was faster. And then everyone just went for his knees. Yeah, just, they, they just chose, like, he's bigger than us. Go for the legs. Legs. And the it, only way to take him down. And it took him down. And it took him down big. Oh. Yeah, but I feel like it's either... Um, Brady's gonna go until he gets put out of commission, or he's gonna get his sixth Super Bowl ring. It's like, I've already started two hands now. <laughs> or he might start two hands and be like, I got five more years, let's put four more rings on these fingers. That That's only if, uh, we've been talking a lot about the Patriots. Let's talk about Kansas City, though. And they're absolutely fucking dominating here with almost no defense whatsoever. The only way they've won most of their game has been just outscore their opponent. Which Which, they have done at will. Which is really weird, though. To think of a team that just wins by outscoring. How many... Yeah, this year, Patrick Mahomes put up... 5,381 yards to a 50 touchdown to 13 interception radio ratio and a passer rating of 111.7. Like, ridiculous fucking numbers I'm just for your second at, year. I'm just looking at their averages. Like, um, the Chiefs averaged 324 passing yards a game. I mean, not 320, uh, not 324, 320.4 passing yards per game. They averaged 115 rushing yards a game. Um, points per game, 35. And, like, it's looking like it's a good... This is going to be a good matchup, I feel. I think weather's going to play a big effect on this, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair regardless. Like, I will admit they have better numbers than the Patriots. Like, the Patriots only have their passing per game is 275. Their rushing is better. It's 127. But their points per game is only 27. Yeah, coming into this game, it's it really will come down to which defense kind of locks it down. And I think Kansas City might, because they still have one of the more dominant uh, edge rushers in D Ford. And Justin Houston has always been good. And it's really their secondary that just needs to lock it down and yeah. keep Keep Patriot players from really getting open. Uh, Eric Berry did say that he is going to be in this game. So, you have a big threat back there. It's They might do okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So, where were we? Uh, we were 
talking about the matchup more or less. Oh yeah. Part of me also thinks it's going to come down to quarterback. Oh yeah. Because it's going to come down to quarterback and how well they can be protected. Because both these quarterbacks have shown that if you give them enough time, they can put up number like good numbers. Yeah. So it all comes down to how well um, the D line is against the O line, and like for me, it's always been kind of known that uh, New England Patriots have a great O line. They've always had a good O line. That's why. Mr. Brady has been able to play so long is because like their their value of that old line has been like it's gotta be good. You can't have a bad old line. And so it's really gonna come down to who has more time in the pocket. Because you gotta think Kansas City, um like they haven't relied as much on their defense, more on the fact that they can outscore their opponents. But Brady, Brady, and uh, and like Brady often relies on the fact that his O line can hold them back enough so that he can find someone to get He's over. Got all the time in the world, and even then, this like this year's O line's not nearly as good as like he lost. They lost Nate Solder. Uh, it's free agency this year, so I'm not sure if they really replaced him. I don't think they didn't do a good enough job of replacing them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is. I think this will be a exciting matchup. Uh, Brady's always been really good in the cold, so I think he's got the edge there. He's got the jacket. He's got the jacket. <laughs> he's unstoppable. If he if they let him play on the field with the jacket on, he might he may be a god. He ascends. That's actually angel wings under there. It's terrifying to think of. All right, so I guess uh, I want to switch over to the NFC matchup: Rams versus uh, Saints. Another probably high-scoring affair. This one, I th- in a much warmer climate. Yeah. Uh, where are you being played? NFC, NFC Championship game. Okay, location is the United States of America. Good to know. Uh, They're playing on the United States of America. Amazing. <laughs> their team is like going to be basically giganticized, and they're just going to play right across. Yeah. Be play, play the whole field. Legendary fucking game to watch. Okay, it's being played at the Superdome. So, in a dome, with these two teams that are... High flyers. They also, much like Kansas City, score at will, basically. But the difference is both these teams have way better defenses. So I think this this one could go either way. They're actually very well lined up, average-wise. Like, they both have won and lost the exact same amount of games. They're... Passing, they're rushing, their points per game is all like neck and neck. It's like this is a match between two teams that are basically the same. So it is probably going to be close. It is. Like it's going to be definitely. Um, 
an interesting game to see. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. who comes out of this one? Like, I look at both these teams, and they're just stacked on both sides. And even then, like, uh, this Rams team is a bit more banged up. They don't have some of their top receivers. Like, Cooper Cup is not there. Mike Thomas is not there. Uh, probably this week, but they still have uh, Brandon Cooks. They have Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds, uh, and you have their X Factor in Todd Gurley in the backfield, and Jared Goff can just manage that whole team. Yeah, uh, and you look at that D line. You look at <laughs> they. They've got probably the best defensive player in the league right now, Darren Donald. So like if he's if he gets a shot at Breeze or anyone, he can lock it down for them. Like how we were saying, um, the Patriot and Chief game is going to come down to offense. I think this game is going to come down to defense. Mm-hmm. Huge. It, it's it's all about who can probably get that one stop. Can really get the offense ahead. Mm-hmm. But also, both these defenses have shown. They can also score too. Uh, a lot of a lot of ball hawks in both of their backfields, and like that will make the Super Bowl actually even more interesting because you got one game that's you got one game that's based on o- offense, and then you got the other game that's based on defense. So you're gonna have the best offense going against the best defense in the Super Bowl. So let's think of Super Bowl matchups then. So. Why I think is probably the most likely is Chiefs versus Saints. What do you think of that? That's interesting, but not as interesting as Patriots versus Saints. We're halfing. We're half agreeing, though. We're yeah. we're agreeing that the Saints are going to take it. They're they're probably going to take it. I think, but I don't agree that the Chiefs are going to take it. Fair. So uh, you know, let's look at the old man Super Bowl, the Battle of the Old Men. Uh, so it would be the first matchup in the Super Bowl between uh, Tom Brady and Drew Brees, and a lot of people are talking about how this is a big, bigger thing for Brees because if he wins uh, a second Super Bowl, a lot of people are saying, well, specifically like Colin Cowherd, but you know he he's been on the uh, the Aaron Rodgers hate bandwagon for a while now, yeah. so. I kind of discredited his opinion a little bit, but they're saying if if Drew gets this win, he is a better generational quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. That's a that's a bit of a bold claim. I was about to say think. that's a big fucking statement for him to do. Like he's better. That's 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 a little bold because little. like I think out of all the quarterbacks of like the twenty first century. Like, Aaron Rodgers has shown that he is on another level yeah. when he has tools around him, which he really did not these last couple of years. Yeah, and see, that's a reason why I think um, New England Patriots and Tom Brady have had the successes, the success that they've had is because the New England Patriots surround themselves with the proper tools for Brady to utilize when they're playing 
whereas other teams who have these unreal quarterbacks don't surround themselves with the proper people to keep their quarter to make their quarterback really shine. Like I'm in Brady's camp no matter what, but I will admit that if Aaron Rodgers had a New England Patriots team, oh, if he had a Bill Belichick, yeah, he would like it would that would be a team that could give anyone a run yeah, for their money. It would he would give Brady a run for his money as one of the best. I mean then like this year he didn't have Danny Amendola, his running backs are kind of average. He's got a lot of guys like he's got James White, Rex Burkhead, and a few others in that backfield, but no real like solid number one guy. Yeah. He doesn't have like a Todd Gurley or Alvin Kamara. But uh like he's managed to make do. He makes do with whoever he's got. Like when it comes to when it comes down to it, number wise, yes, Drew Brees might be able to become a better generational quarterback if he beats Tom. If he gets to Super Bowl, he wins another Super Bowl, and he gets those numbers. He might be able on number wise, like on paper, but in reality, um, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best. I I still think. He's probably still the best quarterback in the league, hands down. Like if like right now Green Bay's going through the culture change. Yeah. Like they've got a new head coach coming in. They probably I think they have a new GM. Because the whole philosophy they've had for the last decade or so, or really couple decades, was they don't spend a lot of free agency or anything at all. They don't go out and try to get, like, the big names. So I think, especially coming into this season, into next year, it's going to be real interesting. Because guess what? Uh, guess who's probably the top free agent available this year? Can't think of it. Who? Le'Veon Bell. Ooh. Also, it's kind of funny to think that the Steelers might lose two of the best players in the league at their positions with Le'Veon Bell leaving the free agency and Antonio Brown not happy right now and asking for a trade. That's going to hurt the Steelers. But even then, I think they're going to be okay still because they still have Juju Smith-Schuster yep. and they have Ryan Switzer and they have James Conner. Like, they've already replaced them. They have, but it's still going to hurt them a little bit. I think... With um, them coming up on a new GM and a new manager, like the whole idea of we don't spend a lot on free agency might change. Yeah, like, I hope it does. Like the whole their their big thing was they don't spend a lot on free agency because they would draft well. Yeah, but when you don't draft well, then you're not getting that influx of players or talent on your offense or your defense. Yeah, so. If you can't rely on your on your drafting ability anymore, you have to go out and spend. So, like, the last probably big-name free agent they got was Reggie White. That was in 92. So, like, obviously something's got to change there. So, I think if... I think that the Packers should really try and take a run at acquiring both those guys. They should. Because if you manage to get both Le'Veon Bell 
and Antonio Brown with Aaron Rodgers? That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous team you've assembled. You can then again challenge uh, the Bears for the uh, top team in the NFC North. And also, this to put something out interesting, um, guess where Mahomes and Brady sit on like the scale of top quarterbacks of the CFL, I mean, not CFL, NFL this year? In like say top ten. Well, I'd probably say Mahomes is like close to number one, right? And uh, Brady is like number. four. He's probably top five this year, right? Uh, Mahomes is number two. Number two. And Brady is... Brady is seventh. Wow. He's behind Aaron... And he's behind the guy we were just talking about, Aaron Rodgers. Wow. That's crazy. Because Brady's yard numbers have not been the greatest They, they went been. down this year, right? Yeah, like, he's got really good... Um, uh, I wouldn't say he has the best... Comp- he has not bad completion for attempting. But, like, yeah, his stats are more down compared to... Mahomes has thrown for 50 touchdowns this year, whereas Brady's only thrown for, like, 29. <laughs> That's just because you also got to think, like, they put such an emphasis on their scoring. Like, of course, Mahomes is going to be higher up because... Oh, yeah. Interesting enough, they're both um, tied up pretty much for interceptions. Mahone has 12, Mahone has 12, and Brady has 11. They're pretty much tied up. Their longest... Ooh, fuck. (laughs) Mahone has... um, Mahone's longest is an 89. 89-yard touchdown. I think that was to... uh, Not not Kareem Hunt, because he got... Axed midway through the season because he kicked a lady. Uh, Tyreek Hill, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, and Brady's is only a 63 yard, which still, still not. St- not bad, but like an 80 yard touchdown. They're both, kinda... yeah, they're both in the same neighborhood for sacks this season. Like Mahone's been sacked 26 times and Brady's been sacked 21, so it tells you a little bit about their offensive line going. Yeah. In. Mahone doesn't handle the football as well. He as, he's had a lot of fumbles. I'm noticed. Yeah, as opposed to Brady, like Mahone's had nine fumbles and Brady's only had four. Well, I mean, when you got the tuck rule, yeah. <laughs> but and they're both in the same neighborhood for incomplete passes. Like he's uh, missed 197 and Brady's missed 195. Okay, so yeah. to say they're both pretty even quarterbacks. Like, their biggest difference is in... Touchdowns. Touchdowns and yards, because he's thrown for 5,000 yards, and Brady's only thrown for 4,300. Yeah. Which, I love how I say, oh, he's only thrown for Only 4,300 Only 43. But, no, I think it's going to be interesting, no matter what, to see who comes out in these certain areas. Like, it's just going to be, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see who comes out. Because you can't really say for 100% certainty right now. Like, would I be mad if uh, 
Kansas City went through a little. But do I think they played a game this year to deserve going through? Yes. And I do feel, though, that the Saints should be there. Mm. And if the Saints are there, I do hope that they're it. I do hope that if the Saints are in, they're able to take it, unless they're facing the Patriots, and I hope they're not able to take it. Yeah, I think any one of these matchups is going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Because I would... I, I, okay, okay, final Super Bowl prediction. Who do you think's gaining, in? And who do you think's winning? It's not just my bias. I think because the Patriots are able to get to the Super Bowl. It's just getting getting the job done once they're there. So I think Patriots and Saints, but it might be a Saints win if they get it. All right, my prediction is I think I think this is the the end of the Brady era. We're gonna we're gonna finally see it. <laughs> Been twenty years in the making, uh, but now like I think it's gonna be a very close battle. But I think Kansas City will have the edge, mainly because they're playing an Arrowhead. Yeah, there it's a road game for them. It's a home game for them, uh, and Arrowhead is historically the loudest stadium in the NFL. So I think they got they'll they'll be able to get like. The edge in that. Yeah. We'll, we'll see some offsides, I think. Uh, and I think I want to say the Saints, but I, I I like more of the people on that Rams defense. I, I think the X factor will be if Aaron Donald can get to the quarterback. Yeah. If he gets to Drew Brees, it's over. So... Yeah, I think we're going to see a rematch of that Monday night game we had earlier this year of Rams versus Chiefs, and I think this it will be the Chiefs coming out on top that this time. I would agree with you. If the Rams and Chiefs go in, it's going to be the Chiefs take it. I think it's going to be another high-scoring affair. Everyone's scoring. Offense, defense, special teams, we're going to see it all on that one. And that would be a very interesting game. Like, I would want to see that game, but at the same time, I still want to see my guys in. Yeah, yeah of course. Like, I, I, if, if it were, again, if, if, if the Seahawks somehow got this far, I would be like, yeah, the Seahawks are going to win it. Yeah, like, you can't have your favorite team and then be that close to the Super Bowl and not <laughs> like, be biased. And not be a little biased. Like, I'm sorry to people who are listening to this, but I, ha- I am biased. Yeah, I'm very much biased. I will not hide it. We're at least making it known to yeah. the people that, yes, we have some biases but here. But I am also giving way to, like, Let's they'll get real. in, they'll get in, but it's been known that they're that when they get to the Super Bowl, they sometimes choke hard. Like, I'm, like, the biggest <laughs> anger point for me in my entire life was their undefeated uh, season. Oh, yeah. They were undefeated, oh, yeah. and then they lost to Manning. Oh, uh, meme King Manning <laughs> wins it again. A perfect season. And interrupted he, by and a he, Manning. And he did it twice. He beat him twice. Oh, oh, never. Oh, 
best Super Bowls. And the Seahawks have won a Super Bowl, but the hell one's the best one. Ah, <laughs> oh, best fucking Super Bowl. Not Bowls. people remember when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Yeah, because it was a fucking, like, <laughs> mugging. They fucking killed Peyton. It's like 50 to 14, I think. It ran it up on them. That was good times. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so... There's also the... <laughs> There's dudes getting uh, Patrick Mahomes, like, cut into their foreheads. Well, like, a haircut. Not actually cut into their foreheads, because that's what a psycho would do. It's Mahomes mania over there. Anyways, want to get into a little bit of NHL? You can tell where our, like, super heaviness is and where our super heaviness isn't. Like, we spent a pretty, a pretty good half hour talking about the NFL. I mean, it's, it's big times right now. It's big time. We spent an hour on it. <laughs> well, you got to think. We also talked about our... We also had a little, we also had a little bit. So, yeah. yeah, about 40 minutes, I'd say, on the NFL. Uh, but, yeah... NHL last night, uh, a lot of Canadian teams in play. Uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Ottawa, and uh, Toronto and <coughs> Montreal. <laughs> oh, I had something in my throat. Uh, they were all in play last night, and all of them except for Toronto came out with wins. Yep, yeah. Bad guys lost. I love though there's no love for Toronto at all. Not here. Not in this house. Uh, so it was a 6-4 win for your Flames last night. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. So I was thinking about the Flames last night. And right now, you know how uh, Sergei Bobrovsky and uh, Columbus had a have had some problems recently. Yeah. And that he got scratched one night. Do you think the Flames should take a run at him? See if they can make a deal. Because he would be a, probably a rental. Because he's on an expiring contract this year. Uh, same with Aaron Perrinen. I would love to see it. Um, like, knowing that there is that tension and all that. It's like, I would love to see it. Because right now, who is their starter in that? Is it... Is it David Riddick? Um, fuck, I think. Uh, stats. Let's look at their stats. That'll tell me. Goaltenders. Yeah, David... Uh, David Riddick and Mike Smith both have... It's like 17 wins for Riddick and 14 for Mike. So, really, I don't think goaltending is too much of a problem, but if you have a chance at, like, a Bobrovsky, uh, that could really, like, lock down them. But also, like, the Jackets are leading their division, so I'm not sure. You'd have to give up a lot for him. But even then, I could almost see them... You probably only have to really give up a pick, uh, a Prospect and pro- maybe throwing like Sam Bennett because he's got that. 19 points in 47 games. I think he could part with him. Yeah, it wouldn't be the biggest loss for us because Calgary is really 
locked it down this year because you got Johnny Goudreau, 72 points right now in 49 games uh, on the left wing. You got Sean Monahan down the middle, 59 points, and Elias Lindholm on the right wing with 56. He's been a difference maker for them. Oh, yeah. And it's been really fun. Like, I haven't been able to watch every game they do, but when I watch it, it's always fun to watch because – the Flames have never been a very great team. Haven't always been the greatest team to watch. Not really. Now, like they, they had a bit of a quiet period. But you know, like when they lost Kippersoft, it kind of unraveled for them a little yeah, bit. It did. But it's nice to see that they're coming back. I'm really happy that they're on the top. And. I know they're in the playoffs. I'm unfortunate, though, that I can't see them getting through to the great, uh, the great <laughs> Cup. Uh, the Stanley Cup. I can't see them getting to the Stanley Cup, though. Mm. Like, I see them in playoffs. I see them going to the last round, but I don't see them yeah. finishing in it. I don't see them finishing it. Yeah, because I think there's one roadblock in their way, and that's a little team called the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> Which, by the way, the Winnipeg Jets are... There are four Canadian teams also in action tonight. There's the Flyers versus the Canadians. There's the Jets versus the Stars. And then there's the Flames versus the Oilers. A Battle of Alberta. I think, if anything, uh, Calgary could use a, uh upgrade on their right wing. Yeah. Uh, which I guess they thought was going to be James Neal. But he's only got 12 points in 47 games. Yeah. Kind of a bust there. So, if anything, I'd look for a second line right, right winger before uh, before or even during the trade deadline which yeah. is coming up to really like lock it down. Because they got it locked down on uh, defense. You got Mark Giordano. He's got 49 points right now. You got TJ Brody. You got Noah Hannafin. It's been a real good fit for them. Uh, yeah, like Calgary is looking real strong this year. The real surprise is that the Canucks aren't fucking dog shit. They're, in fact, in a playoff spot. Like, that's a little shocking for me. That is the big, like, I was expecting not great things this year. But so far, they've done, they've far exceeded everyone's expectations. Yeah, they're second only to the Stars. They're doing pretty fucking good. They're really they're they've been ridiculous, and that's all been because of Elias Pettersson being ridiculous when he's been playing. He he's had a couple injuries, but other than that, thir- in thirty eight games he's got forty two points, leads all rookies. He's got like a ten point lead on like the next closest rookie. You know what I'm kind of liking so far? I'm kind of liking where Canadian teams are standing this year. Like, no one, like, outside of Ottawa, no one's really that bad. Like, I hate to say it, but it's not. Toronto Maple Leafs are second in their division, which I'm just saying this more of, like, the where Canadian teams are standing. Like, Montreal Canadiens are first in the wild card. They're, they've been very good. Yeah. The Pacific, Calgary's on top. Central, Winnipeg's on top. Um, and the wild card, Vancouver. 
just it's, right there. Yeah. So like, it's great to see these. Canadians. And it's great to see Edmonton is not great. <laughs> Fuck Edmonton. <laughs> Fuck Edmonton. The only time savior my ass. The only time I will say I like Calgary is because I like their hockey team. Everything else, well, Calgary sucks, but their t- hockey team, though, <laughs> it's the only cool. thing I care about. Fuck the Stampeders. Yeah, it's fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck the Stampeders and fuck the Bombers. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, when it comes, like, this, these next few weeks are going to be a deciding factor on where the Canucks will go uh, for the rest of the season, because... If you're in, let's say, third in the Pacific, yeah. and you're kind of locking down a playoff spot, I would probably look for uh, a rental or two. But if you're sitting uh, maybe out of a wild card spot, or if the wheels fall off, uh, probably ship out like Edler and Erickson for picks and prospects. Yeah. Because Canucks over the last few years have been drafting real well, and that back end of theirs is going to look real good in a couple years because you got Ole U Levy, who's looking like a. Well, he's injured for the rest of the year this year, uh, but he was playing well down in Utica. And I think he's probably due to come up next year. Quinn Hughes is probably going to come up next year. And he's a magician with the puck. Uh, And it really all depends on where they draft next year. So if I were them, keep building that back end. And if you're drafting high, probably pick the top uh, defenseman in the draft. Uh, If you're drafting a bit lower, maybe get away with like a, a left winger. Uh, but other than that, like they're in a real nice position. Like center, they have it locked down. That you have a top line guy like Elias Pettersson, who's looking—he's looking ridiculous. Oh, He's yeah. gonna make a lot of people uh, hate the Canucks, but probably get a lot more fans on his side. Uh, and you got like a guy like Bo Horvat, who is like the second coming of Trevor Linden, like a true leader on that team. I, I'm surprised they still haven't made him the captain yet. And you got another guy like Brock Besser on on the right wing. You can just pure sniper. He's like a Patrick Kane out there. And just if you get a left winger on on that team, they're looking pretty good. They're probably in a position in what Calgary's got right now, where they're really locked down on the wings. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm. Really, like, oh, what was I it's say? also you know what's great. You know what's great this year. What? It's great seeing uh, some of the teams that have dominated for the past ten or so years. Bottom of the fucking league, bottom feeders. It's great. I love seeing Chicago as the last fucking place team in the league. I hated watching Chicago constantly. Fuck, Fuck Chicago. Fuck LA. Yeah, I guess like people like. Even the Flyers have been in it a few times in L.A. is like... Hey, Flyers have been bad in the last few years, so I guess it's okay. And it's uh, nice to see also, like, the Penguins are... The Penguins are almost out of the playoff spot right And that's now. so nice. That's that's nice. Hey, that's nice. I like it. 
really, I think the surprising one out of all of this is St. Louis at, like, bottom of the West right now. That's... That's legitimately surprising. Yeah. But it, uh, they've been... Like, Jake Allen's not been looking like the guy for them, and they've recently brought up Jordan Bennington, and he's been playing great, so who knows? They may have some more goalie controversy down there. Uh, Anaheim's not great this year. No. They are not well in Anaheim right now. You know you're not well when you're behind the Oilers. You're behind... When you're... (laughs) When the Oilers are having... Only three points up on Arizona. Yeah, you know you're not doing well when the Oilers have are better better off than you. That's that's saying something. Big problem for the Oilers right now is that they don't have a defense. That's that's their big flaw right now. They they could use some defense on that team. No, they couldn't because they're going up against the Flames tonight and they don't need anything. They're good just the yeah, way they they're are. They're very much <laughs> everything is all right in Calgary right now. Uh but I think out of when it comes playoff time, that Jets team's going to be scary to deal with. They're looking like I I think it could be a Western Conference Final, Calgary versus Winnipeg. I think that could be the Western Conference Final this year. Maybe San Jose or maybe Nashville, but that's that's close. I think. Uh, but out east. Uh, it's kind of the wild... Well, actually, the West is currently the Wild West. Yeah. Because, let's look at the wild card scenario. Because out east, it's kind of set in stone. Like, Tampa Bay is top of the top of the league, basically. They've, they've got 74 points. Next closest to them is, out east is uh, the Islanders and the Maple Leafs at 60. They are 14 points behind. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Tampa Bay's so fucking loaded. Yeah. So I think this is kind of their year, their make it or break it year. Because you got you got Steven Stamkos. You've got Nikita Kucherov. You got Brandon Point. You got Tyler Johnson, Andre Plot. Uh not Nikita Sherback, because uh he's somewhere else. Uh eh. Victor Hedman, uh, Vasilevsky, like, that team is ridiculous right now. So, the only team I see even matching up well against them is the Leafs, if anyone. And that, that feels like poison in my mouth. But if it's the Le- if the only scenario I will ever cheer for the Leafs is if they're in the Stanley Cup Final against an American team. That's the only time I'll ever fucking cheer for that. Even then, I'll have a hard time. I'll, it, it won't feel right, but I want to see a Canadian team win. If it's if it happens to be the Leafs, then I guess I'll have to deal with that. It it'd be almost impossible for me to do it. I'd almost be like I'd find myself like trying to cheer for the Leafs, and then every time the American team would come out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, every time they would score, I would find myself jumping up going, No! Oh, wait, I'm supposed to be cheering for you guys. <laughs> Damn it. It would be so much easier if we were in Montreal. It would be. So much easier. Uh, but yeah, like, division leaders uh, being Tampa Bay. New- the Islanders, I'm surprised. 
that they're at the top of their division. Right. I was not really expecting them. Like, it's uh, the Islanders and the Blue Jackets that are kind of, like, neck and neck. Which is shocking. Also, Washington's right there. So, I guess it's a lot more... It's very close in the Metro right now. I know someone who would be very happy about Washington being right there. Yeah, we, we both know that person. I would... But, uh, it's also, like, super... Like... Uh, between the the two top wildcard teams and everyone in the division, except for Tampa Bay, it is super close. There's only like two points separating each one of these teams. The The real disparity comes like, the next closest wildcard team is Buffalo at 54 points, four points behind both Pittsburgh, and five points behind Montreal. Which is... That that's pretty rough. Yeah, and then Carolina at forty nine points. That's pretty rough. That's a rough road to climb. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Then out west, separating the wild card teams. Uh, currently, Dallas and Vancouver both have fifty points. Uh, the next closest is Minnesota, Edmonton, and Anaheim. At 49 points. And then Arizona at 46. St. Louis at 45. And then LA at 42. And Chicago at 41. So it's really not... There's not a lot of room. No, there isn't. There's a lot of teams vying for wildcard points. Trying to get in. Even then, uh, in, the, in the Central, it's even more up for grabs. Because... Sh- because third place Colorado only has fifty points, so it is. It's the Wild West. It is. <laughs> A lot of people are fucking clawing for that spot. But yeah, it is going to be crazy. Going, I think there's a lot of teams that are going to be active at the uh, trade deadline. Uh, the worst play team, worst place teams are probably going to be a lot. L.A. is going to be a seller big time. They're going to probably want to offload some of their, yeah, some of their bigger names too. for some picks. Uh, I like I saw that uh, Montreal might be interested in like Tyler Toffoli. Ooh. Probably would really help out their uh, left wing. I believe he is. I don't think they would move uh, Drew Doughty. No. But, like, unless you got the right offer. Like, if Calgary came in, we're, we're like, oh, yeah, you know what? Here's, like, TJ Brody, first-round pick. Uh, and maybe Dylan Dubé. Yeah. For Drew Doughty, I might take that. Well, even then, you'd probably have to throw in a couple more picks. Yeah, you probably would. Yeah. But either way, uh, Dowdy's someone I wouldn't want to move. I would still want to keep on my team. Yeah, but sometimes you can't help it. Yeah. Anyone can be traded. We know that. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Big news coming out of the Riders. Yes, big, big fucking news from the Riders, and the fact that Chris Jones uh, said bye, 
and took off for a job in Cleveland. Which is, wow. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, go time, where the money is. But at the same time, wow. Damn it. <laughs> and I think I saw that O'Day is stepping up. O'Day is, uh, he yesterday he was named the new general manager of the Rough Riders. So, good on Jeremy. He's been an assistant GM since he retired, basically. Yeah, but, holy shit. Chris Jones, though. Like, that man did everything for the fucking he, team. He was VP of football operations, GM, head coach, and defensive coordinator. Yeah, that man did everything for this team. And he also leaves at maybe the worst possible time. Because the CFL just implemented, like, a coaching coaches cap. So you can only have 11 coaches. So whoever you bring in as the head coach also has to be the defensive coordinator this yeah. year. So you need to, like, bring in a defensive coordinator who could be a head coach. Yeah, it is kind of rough. So uh, I know some people are talking, like, Craig Dickinson, our special teams coordinator, becoming the head coach. Uh, but then we need a special teams coordinator and a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, some people, uh, I think, I think either Rod Pedersen or Jamie Nye said uh, to go out and get Mark Tressman. Tressman would be really good to get. That would be. That would be like some poetic justice, because like, we're we're ten years. It's been ten years. Since uh, too many men, that I'm pretty sure that, that puts is, that in perspective, yeah. don't it? I'm pretty sure that call is the one that hurt Riderville the most. That's when oh. no one wanted to be the 13th man. And uh, do you remember uh, the opening game of the next year? Like that where absolutely that call where again. we got that call again. That was crazy. We still won that game, by the way. I was at that game. I was in the end zone where SJ Green made that ridiculous fucking catch. <sighs> man. I still remember that, though. That 13th man penalty. Oh. <sighs> oh, that was wrong. That was... Oh. Like... Why did it have to be us? <laughs> yeah. Like, we won. We won the game. They, Damon Duvall missed. Then he got his second then shot. Then he got his second shot. It didn't. It was like a 15-yard penalty. Just took all the wind out of the sails. Yeah, now, like the minute um, the penalty was said, and it was like 13th man on the right. Too many men too on many the riders. And you just heard Mosaic Stadium go dead. I mean, that was in Calgary. Yeah, yeah. whatever. You heard the yeah. stadium go dead. Because it's uh, like, wait. What? And like, oh, oh, if oh man, if someone just ran off the field, if only, if only, if only, that that that's that's a great cup we we should have had. We also probably should have had twenty ten great cup as well, but we also lost that one. That was the one before, right? That was the one after. Because yeah. 2009, we lost City of the Owls, and then we lost to them again the next year. No, the 2009 one was the one we should have had. 2010, we didn't play as good. We didn't play as good, but we also, like, a lot of... We, we punted a lot of times we could have had a field goal. Yeah. But we lost Luka Kanji. Uh, I've realized that we haven't been able to get a good field goal kicker since Kanji. Yeah, well, I mean... 
We had Brett Laher this year, and Tyler Carpena has been pretty all right. Yeah. So it's really just a matter of do we keep Laher or do we keep Trepina? I mean, that's a lot of things with the Riders right now. Do we keep or do we get rid of? Because we all know we're they're starting from scratch with quarterbacks. Yeah. Because so who do you who do you think we're getting? It's so hard because of how many people are going as free agents this year. They're okay. So we got Jonathan Jennings who is. Leaving BC this yeah. year. That is more or less confirmed. He's testing free agency this year. Mike Riley is up in the air. There's some sources saying he's going back to BC. Some are saying that he's staying in Edmonton. And there's also a lot of people saying that he's coming to Ryderville. There's, I a, think the people saying he's coming to Ryderville are people hoping he comes to Ryderville. Yeah. Because I know that Edmonton's going to want to hold Ryderville. They don't want to lose him. Yeah, they they lose Riley, then it's... Then it's all over. It is all over for it's them. It's like losing Egghead. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to him, but Egghead. He, he's got an Egghead. Yeah. And I don't know, because if he went to BC, I don't know if BC will give up Lule. Well, I think they might. Because, like, Lule's still... A you could good... probably trade him. Yeah, he is, but he's still a good up-and-comer. Well, I mean, he's old. Yeah, like they're. I think they're actually the same age. Are they? Oh, I thought Lule was younger. No, no. Well, Mike Riley was playing behind him. Oh yeah, remember? But I don't know. I don't know. Um, Lule is thirty-five. Hmm. Like, and Mike Riley is thirty-three. He'll be turning thirty-four in like a couple I weeks. Lule's, I thought Lule was younger. Yeah, no. The orange hair kind of makes him look young. Yeah, he does look a little young with the ginger and all that. It has that effect. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's really hard because there are a bunch of quarterbacks going up for free agency this year, so I don't know who's going to go where. I, I've never seen it like this before. Yeah. Like, I know, like... like, as much as I want to think that Riley might come up and might come to Ryderville, no. Edmonton's going to do whatever they can They're to gonna do whatever him they can. in Edmonton. I think there's a chance. There was more of a chance when Chris Jones was here, but now that he's gone, so it's yeah. like, eh. But they still have Stephen McAdoo, which is the coordinator that he's ha- that Mike had the most success with. Yeah. So that could be a drawing point. And plus, the receivers out here are a bit better than what BC's got right yeah. now. Like all they really got is uh, Manny Arsenault, Brian Burnham. Yeah, BC doesn't have the receivers they used to have. No. They don't have the G. Roy Simons anymore. No. Even then, Manny Arsenault is probably on his way out, too, so... I guess, I guess also we don't have the G. Roy Simons anymore. No, not really, but we only need them for one year, so... It's good. Uh, really, the only teams that are, like, locked down at quarterback are, as much as I fucking hate it, Winnipeg and uh, Hamilton... The only ones that are really locked down this year. Yeah, they are. Because, uh, well, I think Ottawa will be fine because they have. Because I'm pretty sure Trevor Harris will re-sign with them. Which I'm pretty. Which doesn't hurt Ottawa. Yeah. No. And Montreal's Montreal. They've got Johnny Football, and they're still trying to figure out what to do. Montreal got like five quarterbacks on their depth chart right now. Montreal is. What I imagine, 
the Patriots are going to be once they lose Brady. Because when they had Calvillo, they were one of the best teams they were, in the league. They were the best team for like out east for a decade or two almost. Like how many Super Bowls did the Alouettes steal from the Riders? Su- Super Bowls? And so, fuck, I keep getting these mixed up. <laughs> great how many cups. great cups did they steal from the Riders? They took two. Exactly. Back to back too. Back to back. So it like and once double should have been three time champ man. <laughs> and they once they lost um, Calvillo, it was all downhill. Yeah, it's been bad for them, real bad. <laughs> uh, like I can think of one only one team that I hate to say it has been the most steady team throughout all the throughout a lot of years, and that's Stan Peters. And even then, this year, they may lose their golden boy, Bo. He Which... could he could go down south. He, there's talks with him in Jacksonville, apparently, and Scott Milanovic is down there. He He's the quarterback coach for yeah. Jacksonville. So, there's a chance. And if they lose Bo Levi, oh, it's that's going to hurt them. Like, who they have left? Uh, Andrew Buckley and... I forget the other guy's name. Like that's, they, that's what it is, though. It's like I don't care. They they don't got it. They, they like, don't got. If anything, they should probably go after like Matt, like uh, Travis Lule or someone, or like a Zach Caleros. Yeah, because that might be more stable. Yeah, for go after Zach Caleros. Just yeah. go, go after him. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think if anyone, the riders should. Try and get Mike Riley or Jonathan Jennings. Yeah, because I think Jonathan Jennings just needs a new, uh, some new scenery to really get himself going. Yeah, because I know, like Mike Riley would be Mike Riley's the dream. Yeah, the dream that's going to be grabbed away as soon as Edmonton's like stay, stay, come here. Because <laughs> I don't think Lule. Because if they can't get Riley. I think BC will stick with Lule. Yeah. So it's going to be probably, if anything, Jonathan Jennings coming here. Which I'm not. I'm not. Like, I think that could work out. He's a more stable quarterback than what we've had the last couple of years. Yeah. No, he was a bit unstable these last couple yeah. years. So but I think still, if, if he real... can find stability here, it's great. And plus, he's young. Yeah. He's only like 26 or something. Which. You got to think though we haven't had a stable quarterback since since doubles. Yeah, since Durant in the earlier, like Durant when he was winning Great Cups, or at least going to Great Cups. Yeah. Because what we haven't been to a Great Cup since twenty thirteen. Yeah, since it was and we got here. close a couple years ago. We got we... close a lot. Well, no, we only got made it to semifinals. Yeah, when well, we went year. to the East Final, when we crossed over. We got real close. Yeah. And, yeah, because, yeah, we haven't won since it was in Regina. We're, we're due for another host, I think, hosting this bad boy, right? I think that's what we need to get back. The riders need, uh, it's in Regina, we can have it that we're not in it. Yeah. <sighs> it's going to be, it's going to be wild, this off season. Uh, you think we're getting Willie Jefferson back? I hope we're getting Willie Jefferson yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, this is actually probably going to be one of the most interesting uh, 
rider seasons. I mean, well, I'm just most interesting CFL season to see where everyone lands. Oh, yeah. Because <sighs> if, if Mike Riley doesn't go back to Edmonton, I'm going to be very interested to see where he lands. I think it's either BC or here, if anything. Oh, man. You know what hurt? I get anxiety thinking about this. You know what hurt? If Levi went south and Riley went to... Calgary. <laughs> oh, nightmare scenario. Oh, no, I don't like that at all. Because <laughs> oh. you know, if Levi goes south, Calgary's going to be like, hey, Riley, just come hey. up here. Just, all you got to do is move a few Try hours. Drive down here. We got you. We'll meet in Red Deer. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's ugly. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. The worst thing. Oh, that's terrible. Cause you know, that would happen. That would that would be a prospect. Like as much as everyone hates Calgary, everyone hates Calgary. Yeah, but at the same time, we love. But at the same time, people love to go to Calgary because they know in Calgary, they win. They win, or at least they get close. And that's the ugly truth of it is that when you're if you're going to Calgary, you're getting close. Oh, I hate that so much. But it also actually could be said of the Red Blacks too now. Yeah. Like the Red Blacks our first year was like why'd they, why'd you give these guys a team again? That was a bad first year, by the way. That they, was one year. Yeah, but then they grabbed their let then they got their legs their shit together, I guess you could say more of, and it's like, wait, these guys are a team? And they're good. They're really good. Was it... They've been... Ever since they got their shit together, they've been to the Grey Cup? Uh, or at yeah, least they, gotten close? They, they've won a Grey Cup. Yeah, they've won a Grey Cup. They've won a Grey Cup. Been, they've been in it twice. Or three times, I think. Already. Like, that's pretty impressive. They're due for another shitty season. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, like, it's really just... Hard to see where everything's going to land. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this year, though. Because everything's going to be different. It's a whole new world in the CFL. It'll be a whole new world once the the Atlantic schooners also come in. I'm just terrified, though, now of the nightmare scenario I just thought of. Let's not think about that at all. No. Uh Uh-uh. Mm-mm. What's wrong, Ryan? You don't want to think about the fact that <laughs> Levi Mitchell goes south and Riley just goes don't, to Calgary? <laughs> don't like at all. <sighs> when the fuck is Mayweather fighting again? That's a good question. Actually, no. When, when is when is McGregor fighting again? I thought McGregor was suspended after his last fight. Or is that the indefinite suspension gone to? It it it's fine. Yeah, it's probably that. Uh, let's return from hiatus. 
man. They're, they're not, when's the fucking next UFC fight? Oh yeah, they also unveiled UFC unveiled their new uh, belts this year. Well, yesterday. That was just the thing. It's like, nah, never mind. No way in hell is Dana White gonna be like, oh yeah, you guys are permanently done. Nah, because yeah, there's too much money. Yeah, it's too much money, McGregor, to let him go. These new uh, world titles, UFC. I think they look okay. Alright. They're not as flashy. They're not as flashy. Which I don't mind, actually. Uh, the winner of Dillashaw versus uh, Sijudo? I believe that's how you say that. Uh, they'll be the first one ones to uh, have that thing wrapped around their waist. Uh TJ Dillashaw has been on the the rise, hasn't he? He's been really, really gaining yeah. some wins lately. Holy shit! I didn't realize how much these fucking title belts cost. How much does it cost? The the flashier ones. The flashier ones cost a million dollars just for the belt. Jesus. You know, just for the things that people just, like, grab and just hold up and wave around all the fucking time. Just, ah! <laughs> fucking swing that bad boy around. Then again, it's not like people like Conor McGregor don't wave around millions of dollars. It's like, it's nothing all the fucking time. So UFC posted, like, uh, a thing on Twitter showing off, like, all the little things about the belt. Yeah. Uh, and McGregor, like... Quote tweets back is like okay I'm back. <laughs> uh, give me the belt. Give me, a, give me a belt. Give me a belt back. <laughs> I need the belt. Hold up my pants. Or, as Captain Holt would call it, a cummerbund. Ah <laughs> oh, man. It's just. So, I don't, I don't know why I'm shocked, though, that they cost that much. See UFC. They have more money than they know what to fucking do with. Uh, I know, like, for those replica WWE belts, like the, the legit ones, they are ridiculous. And then for a replica of a replica, it's like $500 still. Alright, for the Elite Series WWE Championship replica title is, in Canadian, $2,862. Worth. <laughs> That's, you're basically getting what Brock Lesnar would have. Worth. Worth. That's worth the money. Who needs money? Who needs to eat when I got a championship belt? Man, if I won the lottery, I would spend two grand on a title belt. <laughs> If I won the lottery, I'd spend a million on the actual <laughs> Yeah, could I just actually get that? You have to earn it. Listen, Daniel Bryan, I, I, I want Daniel Bryan's belt. I will buy it off of you. I will buy the belts. Sir, that's not how this works. It's how it works now. Just like sliding money across the table. Who do you think you are? I'm, like, I'm 
my I'm the million dollar man Ted DiBiase baby yeah <laughs> just buy the belt why not just buy it well I mean that's how it's actually done in boxing <laughs> Ooh. spicy oh no Listen, we we know it's more fixed than wrestling, but it's fine. So you just ignore it. What are you talking about? Wrestling, it's all just wrestling. It's more about um, who the crowd likes more. It's not fixed. It's I mean, true. You you ask Vinnie Mac what to do, or uh, just anything, and it'll just yeah, it just don't don't do well. But it's but it's true though the. How it basically goes is, you want to win in you want to win in WWE, be liked by the people. Except sometimes, because they also sometimes like, they don't like you for dumb reasons. And the and they also sometimes when it's like, oh, people realize that we're only making the people we like win. Shit, make someone we make someone no one likes win. Okay, let's put the belt on Brock again. <laughs> Man, that fucking universal title has had like zero fucking meaning whenever Brock has had it. It's been yeah. bad. It's been real bad. All because he doesn't wrestle on TV. Like, he hasn't wrestled on TV since like 2004. That's crazy. Lesnar doesn't want to wrestle. He only wrestles on pay per view, man. Oh, well, yeah. That's why he gets his payday. Dex, if he doesn't get his payday. Scam King Lesnar. If he doesn't get his payday from uh, pay-per-view for WWE, he's going to get it from pay-per-view UFC. for USC. Because people want to see Lesnar fight there as well. Also, wrestling's going to get super even more interesting with all elite wrestling being the first real competition WWE has had in years. They have the fucking owners of uh, the Jaguars... Uh, as like big into like it's they kind of like are the owners of the company too hmm. so like Vince McMahon has I believe a billion dollars to his name the the cons who own all elite wrestling 6.8 billion not shocking not shocking at all they also own Fulham FC so like they got the money. They got all the money in the world. And now they're getting the talent, money. too. They got all that sports money. It's, it's, again, it's Vince McMahon against, like, Ted Turner. When, when it comes to my Ted Turner's got way more. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Ah, man. I think that more or less does it for this week. Yeah, it does. Uh, do we want to meet next week for real Super Bowl predictions? When you get mad at me because my... Patriots are back. They're, they're not going to do it. They're, they're going to do it. They're not going to do it. They're not gonna this do time. It. No, no, no. Not at all. Uh, this, this, t- this time, Patrick Patrick Mahomes, he's going to fucking do it. He's going to usurp the God. And then he'll be the God, and I'll hate him. That's no. how this goes. No, no, no. <laughs> One evil to another. No. no. It's, it's just going to stay Except at the Except the evil. end, Dost. It's going to stay at the chaotic evil that is Tom Brady. <laughs> 
Tom Brady will pull it out of his ass. <laughs> what if he gets knocked down like the first play? <laughs> if Brady gets knocked down and it goes down for the game, it's over. Yeah. Cause... Who even is their backup? Is it Brian Hoyer? I don't think the backup knows he's the backup. I, oh, shit. <laughs> Let's be real. The backup's Endelman. <laughs> <laughs> he was a quarterback, so I'll give him yeah. that. No, actually, who is the backup? I think Endelman, though, has more passing yards than the backup <laughs> quarterback does. You're probably not that far off. New England Patriots. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Endelman has more passing yards. Who the fuck is their backup? He's a sleepy boy over there. I get you, man. Their backup is Brian Hoyer. Holy shit. See, but that's how much um, people don't care about the backup. No one cares about the backup for the Patriots. Because it's like, why do we need a backup? We have Brady. What if Brady gets injured? Don't speak such evil. He's got seven passing yards. Brian Hoyer has seven passing yards. And Endelman's got 43. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Stay to your backups. Stay to your backup when... A receiver's got more passing yards than your backup quarterback. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> and last year he only had 123 passing yards. Okay. That's, yeah. That doesn't shock me. No. Not at all. Because why? why would we play him when we can play him? <laughs> Why would we play him when we got Tom? All right. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, so I think we'll end on that that note. All right. So I guess you'll hear from us next week uh, for our Super Bowl predict, our true Super Bowl predictions. Patriots versus the Saints. I mean, Chiefs versus Rams. Let's let's see who's right. Let's see who's wrong. A, what if it's the wild card and it's Patriots versus uh, Rams? Or Saints versus Chiefs. Patriots versus Rams. Or Patriots versus Saints. There's, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that can happen. There's only two things that can happen. There's, there's actually four. <laughs> two. I'm talking so much shit right now, and I know it's like the minute it comes out, it's like, oh, oh, Patriots lost? Oh, this is, this is great. Well, this will go up today. It's yeah. like Patriots lost. Oh, this is great. This is fantastic. This is exactly what it's like. <laughs> it's all it's all gonna come up, Millhouse. Austin, it's like, and then you're gonna be doing the podcast all next week. Austin didn't want to join. Uh, he's currently uh, in a depressive coma. You hear me from the background? God fucking damn it! Oh, he woke up. <laughs> it's like, no, he's still in the coma. You just hear God fucking damn it every now and then. God Say, fucking damn it. It's like how you can talk to people in comas. That's how it's working. Except he's very, very clear on what he's talking about. What the fuck, Richard? Awesome. Meatloaf.